Hello everybody, Dr. F. Scott Field here, and I'd like to introduce you to our newest sponsor. The NPTE Final Frontier is the review course that I wish was around when I took the board exam. For those of you who know my story, it took me a handful of times to pass that exam, and quite frankly, I really wish I had an, an, an exam review course around, uh, just like the NPTE Final Frontier. Uh, check out their website, NPTEFF.com. And use the code HET at checkout for 10% off to all of our listeners and fans. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Teach Me Something Tuesday episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Field. Uh, and today's Teach Me Something Tuesday kind of stands up for lectures. Uh, they often get a bad rap. And if you remember, we recently talked about how Learning used to occur from sage on a stage point, right, where the professor or teacher would be up at the front of the room uh, talking through their, their lecture or their, their slideshow or whatever it may be, and students were there feverishly trying to take notes. Uh, and it was, you were just being taught at, you were being talked to, right? It was passive learning. There wasn't a whole lot uh, to do there uh, except for sit there and take notes, right? I think the... The downside to that is that lectures kind of get a bad rap because a lot of studies have shown that active learning is much more effective, that there's other teaching techniques that are, that are much more effective than lecturing. Uh, and even textbooks and reading, if done correctly, uh, can be more beneficial than lecture. However, I am here to tell you that lectures cannot be discounted completely because there are still some good uses for it and some ways to interject things into lecture that make them beneficial. Uh, and the first one is, is when you're trying to present up-to-date information, right? Again, a lot of us always try to come from a form of evidence-based practice. There is a lot of disconnect sometimes between the ivory tower, as it's called, of healthcare academia and the clinical world, uh, the real world, if you will, in which medicine lives. And that disconnect is based on a lot of the research being done and the fact that that research is anywhere from, you know, five to 10 years until it gets out into the public, right? Or into textbooks. And so if there's a gap between the latest scholarship and its appearance in textbooks or, or in clinical work, a lecture may be a good time to sit there and interject some of that stuff. Hey guys, last five years, there's been a lot of good studies on this topic. Here they are just so you know, so you're aware of them, uh, you know, because we don't want to be using out-of-date practice and out-of-date stuff, right? We want as, as up-to-date as we can, and we want to rely on the evidence as much as possible. Another good time to utilize lecture is summarizing material, especially if it's scattered all over a variety of resources. Everything we need to know these days, literally everything, is at our fingertips in a device that's located in our pocket most of the time, right? You can Google anything. You can YouTube how to anything, right? The problem becomes that information and where to get the best information, the most reliable information sometimes is scattered all over research articles, textbooks, YouTube videos, Google searches, uh, blogs, right? Articles. It's just, it's all over the place, right? And so to pull it all together, is is tough and sometimes a lecture is the way to do that and that is one of the main reasons that i strongly recommend finding a mentor uh, or somebody who's been there and done that or a content expert because they know where to pull 
all of the expert resources from. They know where to pull all of the information from that we're looking for. And a lot of times they'll even package it in a nice, you know, nice tight box with a little bow on top, you know, uh, and that sometimes is worth paying for, right? If they have a course or a masterclass or a, a mastermind or a weekend CEU course or something on their topic of expertise, a lot of times it's worth it just to have it all in one nice place presented by an expert. So again, bringing that scattered material into one, one place is sometimes worth it. And it could be a lecture that does that. Uh, another good use of lecture is adapting material to the background and interests of particular groups of students uh, at a particular time and place. So again, it's kind of giving it context. For me, for example, I use uh, the business entrepreneurs and private practice student special interest group that we've started to bring in guest lecturers. And they're often, again, content experts. They've been running businesses generally related to healthcare, although not always. Um, and we have one, one guest lecture coming in uh, in the near future that talks a lot about how algorithms are, are kind of, uh, you know, they're a thing. They exist thanks to all of social media, but especially in healthcare, relationships beat algorithms a thousand percent of the time, right? And this is not a healthcare worker. This is just the guy who works with businesses who are in this, you know, seven and eight figure range. He works with CEOs, C-suite level execs. And he teaches them how to run successful businesses. And most of it is based around relationship building. So yeah, we can use social media and we can use digital marketing and we can use advertising to get people in our doors, right? To come see us. But it's the relationships we make and how we make them with people that really matters, right? So again, it's taking this relationship building topic, right? And giving it context within the healthcare field and showing how to create those relationships with patients, with, with prospects, with leads, with people that may become patients, with people that may never become patients, right? But doing the right things and showing these people, you know, how to live a better life and how to, to achieve the success they want, especially within their health, can lead to great outcomes, not only for the patient, but for people that they spread the word with, right? And people that they refer to us. So again, it's, it's giving context and putting into context something that's maybe out of the realm of context, right? Like a, a business principle about relationships. Well, how does that relate to healthcare? Well, it's very important that you get patient buy-in and that you have those relationship building opportunities. And we're very fortunate and blessed in the field of physical therapy that we get a lot of time with these patients. So that is the perfect time to start building those relationships. Another good use of, of lecture is uh, helping students read more effectively, right? And providing orientation and conceptual framework. So giving a bunch of textbook chapters and research articles and things, you know, that they should read before coming to class next time or whatever is going to help give them the concepts and the framework they need to understand what it is we're going to be talking about. So it's almost like prep work. And again, then showing them how to effectively read that stuff so that the next time we can come together and not do a lecture and have a discussion, right? So it's almost like having a battle plan and a game plan before you then come back for the next course, which again, hopefully that next class is not a lecture. It's more of a discussion. Um, and then last but not least, you know, lectures can be good for just focusing on key concepts, principles, or ideas. So if we just have to like, Get this out there. Get this out of the way. I teach a lot of foundational courses, so I, I get it. I understand it. It's like, look, 
Some of this stuff is boring. Some of it seems elementary, but at the same time, we have to get it down and we have to get it right because it's like baseball, right? You've got to be good at the fundamentals before you become a great winning team or, or a great positional player. It's getting good at the fundamentals and the basics that make you good. And it's boring as heck to practice those and to get good at those and to keep practicing those and keep being good at the basics. It's not sexy. It's not something that's flashy. It is what it is. But at the same time, it's important to get those things down because sometimes the basics and the fundamentals are the basics and the fundamentals for a good reason. You need that foundation to build upon no matter how good you're going to get, right? It always comes back to your foundation. If you have a weak foundation, eventually things are going to crumble. So sometimes we just have to get that lecture out of the way to say, hey, Look, guys, this is an important topic or topics. We need to know this stuff. So bear with me once we get it out there and we start, you know, building the framework and the context around this, then we can do more with it. Right. So I like to go back to Vygotskyanism, if you've heard of that or not. It's, it's kind of like building a scaffolding up around your students about the topics we're teaching. And then as they get better and better and better, better at it, you pull the scaffolding down and you let them kind of you know, do their own thing, right? You push them out of the nest and let them flap their wings on their own a little bit, right? They learn to fly. Building that scaffolding and having a good foundation sometimes has to come through an introductory lecture, and then we can get beyond that and do the bigger and better and more, you know, flashy stuff. So like I said, don't discount lectures as both a professor and a student, right? Recognize them for what they are, take them for what they're worth, try to dig deeper into the why behind it. Like what is, you know, what is the reasoning for this one? How is this one going to be helpful? And then, you know, use that information as foundational or, or structural knowledge, and then hopefully build upon it in the next couple classes. And, and hopefully it's not just lecture after lecture after lecture, and you're getting the PowerPoints and, you know, it's death by a million slides kind of thing. So but I have been there. I have done that. Uh, it's not fun. I understand. But sometimes you just got to get through that stuff and find ways to make it interesting or, you know, make it helpful to you and your, your plans and what you want to do. So hope that was helpful. And like I said, don't uh, totally write off the lecture. Keep it in mind uh, that there sometimes isn't a need for it, right? It's a necessary evil. But, you know, you can take the information that you garnered from the lecture. And if it's just not going to work and, and change any, try to change it on your own. Right. Try to come up with your own techniques and, and ways to learn the information beyond just uh, lecture after lecture after lecture. So hope that was helpful and we will see you on the next one.